0: I wanted to take a quick beat just to thank everyone for tuning in every week and also to give you a preview of some of the awesome stuff we have planned for you in the second half of 2020. As you probably know, things continue to be a bit topsy-turvy here in the spirits and cocktail world. Bars are either closed, open at limited capacity, or doing cocktails and food to go. Many distillers are just coming up for air after transitioning their operations to produce hand sanitizer for frontline workers and civilians, and regulations across the board have been rapidly morphing to try and accommodate the needs of companies and consumers alike. We've talked a lot about this stuff in recent episodes, so I don't need to beat it to death here, but I will say that I've been following the news a lot more carefully than I used to, and I've been able to pick up some really compelling resources for anyone who is interested in continuing to analyze the impact of the coronavirus on the service industry. These resources include the Death & Co. Reopening Playbook, which is a pretty neat read, a really thorough hospitality industry revival guide, and even a report on the changing nature of the ethanol industry from a large ethanol distributor. We'll have links to those and possibly even more resources over on the show notes page for anyone who's interested. Looking ahead to the rest of the year, there are a bunch of topics I'm excited to share with you. But first, in the spirit of this atypical non-episode, let's give you the chance to make yourself a drink. This episode's atypical featured cocktail is the Bloody Mary. And it's atypical in that I won't even be providing a recipe for it. Not just yet, anyway. See, the Bloody Mary is my latest obsession. And when I say obsession, it's not like when people were obsessed with Britney Spears or the Spice Girls when I was growing up. No, my obsession has that bubbly, effervescent quality that Captain Ahab exuded when he was going after that phallic blubber monster. My obsession began with one of those classic head scratch moments when I realized that no two recipes for the Bloody Mary seemed to match up and it has only deepened as I've delved into the history and ingredients that comprise this ubiquitous brunch tipple. And let's just take a second to acknowledge here that I don't even really like Bloody Marys. I've never been a huge fan of tomato juice. And when I get to this level of obsession with something that doesn't trip my flavor trigger, I think we all need to be a little afraid. So, knowing that we're all probably going to be spending some quality time with this cocktail in the coming weeks or months, I figured I'd share a non-exhaustive list of the things we'll explore about the Bloody Mary. They include, who actually invented it, which is a topic of much debate and speculation, which ingredients are essential, and which can be subbed in or out to taste, how to bump up the flavor profile of your Bloody Mary by using infused vodka, or maybe spirits that aren't even vodka. What constitutes good tomato juice because, you know what, it all seems pretty much the same when taken at face value. Why Bloody Marys are supposed to taste better on airplanes of all places. How to correctly pronounce Worcestershire, I mean Worcestershire, uh, Worcestershire? Walkershire. You know, Worcestershire sauce. The proper ratio of boozy to sour to salty to savory you'll find in a good Bloody Mary. Of course, we'll talk about popular riffs like the Caesar and the Red Snapper. We'll get weird and postmodern with green Bloody Mary recipes and even clarified versions of this drink. We'll get all ergonomic and talk about glass sizes, ice, and the straw versus no straw debate. And along the way, we'll get to interview some fascinating folks who've spent a lot more time thinking about this stuff than I have. Now, one of the stars of the show is gonna be a spreadsheet comparing dozens of Bloody Mary recipes from the internet and from notable cocktail books. And the goal here is to try and unlock the secrets of various ratios of tomato juice to vodka to acid to the aforementioned Worcestershire sauce. These seem to be the common ingredients that bind all bloodies. I've already got about 40 recipes logged in that spreadsheet, which will remain under lock and keyboard until I'm ready to unveil it. But, you know, I also wanted to have a community aspect to this project. So if you have a favorite Bloody Mary recipe, either from a book, a magazine, the Internet, or maybe even a secret family recipe, please do give us a shout by emailing podcast at modernbarcart.com or sending us a message on Instagram at Modern and we'll add it to the spreadsheet. Ideally, I'd like to pump up the number of recipes on that sheet to at least hundred so we can hit that triple digits mark, so any help I can get along the way from our listeners' informed palettes would be amazing. Now, just because I'm out here on my Pequod hunting down my zesty red nemesis doesn't mean I don't occasionally also have time to work on other stuff. So here's a quick rundown of other things we have in the works. On the Bar Card Essentials side of things, I'm really looking forward to a couple important episodes that are long overdue. One of them is the topic of smoked cocktails. This is admittedly a bit of a blind spot for me, but I did recently acquire a smoker and I've been busy testing a few techniques that I'm excited to share with you. We'll of course talk about what smoke is, in case you were under the impression that it was just wood ghosts, how to use it to infuse drinks, and which flavor pairings are most smoke-friendly. Another Barkhart Foundations episode we're lining up for later this year is a deep dive on hydrosols, the most important of which are rose water and orange blossom water. These are ingredients in some pretty epic cocktails, including the Ramos Gin Fizz and the Mai Tai, but few people really understand how they're made and how one might go about preparing their own hydrosol at home, so we'll also be doing a deep dive on that topic. On the interview side, we've got lots of exciting things in the works. We'll hopefully be able to snag someone from Tales of the Cocktail and or Bar Convent Brooklyn to talk about how these really huge cocktail conferences are going digital while we continue to battle this pandemic. And I'm super excited about that because it presents awesome opportunities for home bartenders who might not have the budget to jump on a plane and fork out for a hotel room in New Orleans or New York City. So stay tuned for that. We're also lining up some interviews with folks who are doing important work in the spirits world as it pertains to equitable treatment of workers who harvest things like grapes and agave, as well as some folks who are doing interesting things with water. You know, that thing that usually comprises more than 50% of the volume of any distilled spirit. And then, you know, we may also be able to touch on some alternative distillate bases, which are Hue Cool, pun intended. If you have any other subjects you'd like us to cover or people that you think would make for great interviews, please do drop us a line and let us know. We always love hearing from you, and it's your interest and enthusiasm that make this show possible in the first place. That about does it for this little mini preview episode. Going into this 4th of July weekend, I know a lot of us are gonna be doing our best to get out and enjoy the warm weather in a safe way. So please know that we're still hard at work here at Modern Bar Cart trying to give you everything you need to make the most out of cocktails this summer. If you haven't already, please check out our new glassware and bar tools over at modernbarcart.com and get ready for even more new product launches and partnerships coming this fall. I'm Modern Bar Cart CEO, Eric Kozlik. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time right here on the Modern Bar Cart Podcast. Cheers. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, there's two big things you can do for us here at Modern Bar Cart. One would be to tell your friends and family if you think they'd enjoy listening to us talk about cocktails. And if they don't download podcasts, they can always stream our episodes on their desktop directly from the show notes page at modernbarcart.com. The other thing you can do to help would be to head on over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars are great, but we're more interested in your feedback. And the beauty is, the more reviews we have, the easier it will be for other folks out there to learn about our show. We're trying to start a cocktail revolution here, and by spreading the word, This episode was made possible with editing and production assistance by Samantha Reed, oxidized and low-proof spirits and high-octane flavor, courtesy of Jake Parrott and House Alpens, and a little bit of interview magic by yours truly. This has been a Modern Bar Cart production, copyright 2020.